a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. The storm has mostly moved on from the Wasatch Front, but it left behind some extra cold temperatures. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage. Adam? Amanda, the storm broke a daily record, bringing more than a foot to the Salt Lake Valley. It definitely delivered on the forecast. But now we got to deal with cold temperatures today. And now, right now, we're in the low 20s in Salt Lake City, only getting up to a high of 34 today. But the good news is it's going to be short-lived as we've got higher temperatures coming back tomorrow and another storm this weekend, potentially. As it moves into the desert southwest and eventually Utah on Sunday, it will lose steam, but it will still bring accumulating snow and some colder temperatures. Not too terribly cold because it's moving in from the southwest. Tomorrow we're looking at highs in the upper 30s, potentially back up into the 40s by Saturday. Reporting live in Salt Lake City, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. One of the other leftovers from this storm, day two of school schedule changes. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis continues our team coverage. Kate? Yeah, Amanda, Jordan, Tooele, and now Granite School Districts say all kids should be attending school virtually today. Granite School District spokesperson Ben Horsley said neighborhoods are struggling to dig out. We've seen this with our own eyes. We've literally been up all night. Uh, with crews throughout uh, the district. Several other schools like Weber and Murray City districts are giving students and staff an extra two hours to make sure they get in safely. You can see a full list of schedule changes on our website, kslnewsradio.com. Reporting live, Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. We do have some slick spots out there, and we have seen multiple crashes over the past hour. KSL News Radio's Becky Bruce is out in the morning commute this morning near South Salt Lake to join us live. Becky, what are you seeing there? Well, here in South Salt Lake, there's a lot of snowpack still covering 33rd South at this hour. I've been making my way all the way from South Jordan to the east and then up through the middle of the valley. Um, Your neighborhood is still going to be the most challenging spot that you're going to hit. I uh, almost got stuck getting out of my street this morning, which is on a bit of an incline. And most of the side roads still haven't been a top priority for the plows. Understandably, they've needed to focus on the main thoroughfares. So, you're going to find snowpack even on, on some secondary streets that might be considered a little more traveled, like 114th South, 104th South. Um, once you get to I-15, it's mostly clear. You're not quite at freeway speeds as you would normally be. It's about 10 miles an hour slower than normal. But by the time you hit Murray, there's a little bit of road slush still left behind. So as you're hitting that south interchange headed into Salt Lake City, you do hit, a, hit another bit of a slowdown that gets you down to about 30 miles an hour. The big thing to remember if you're headed in is to give yourself plenty of stopping distance and plenty of time because you're going to have to drive slower than you're used to going. And if you hit those 
uh, freeway off ramps going at freeway speeds. You're going to be over a rude awakening. They are snowpacked. Live on the scene in South Salt Lake, Becky Bruce, KSL News Radio. Let's get a quick check of some of the other traffic problems right now with Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Andy? Yeah, just because you're driving on pavement today doesn't mean you can blast the speeds better than yesterday. There are some very slick spots. One that uh, the 21st South Freeway still backed up all the way across West Valley uh, from an earlier crash that they cleaned up. And then there's a car or a van apparently that rolled on I 80 a little bit past Saltaire. Uh, those have been the two worst spots in the Salt Lake Valley, but I am starting to see some I-15 delays creeping in in the usual areas as well. From the KSL Traffic Center, I'm Andy Farnsworth. All the snowfall we've had this year has been impressive to the committee that picks future Winter Olympic Games. KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff reports that's the message from the president and CEO of the Salt Lake City, Utah Committee for the Games. Fraser Bullock says to have a, quote, phenomenal year of snow is a very positive boost to our bid, unquote. He tells the Deseret News the IOC is taking a serious look at the effect of climate change on the future of the Winter Olympics. So the timing of this storm couldn't be better. Bullock previously told Utah's Morning News, our bid is also in good shape because the IOC is considering having just a few host cities and rotating through them. We are a prime candidate to be a rotational, permanent rotational host for games maybe every 16, 20 years. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. First look traffic on KSL News Radio, and let's go over to you, Andy. Well, and uh, those spots right now that are the worst uh, continue to be. Those of you trying to uh, get out of Tooele County, you're going to run into problems. If you stay on I-80, you'll hit delays uh, after Saltaire going up towards the Salt Lake Valley because of a crash there. If you choose 201, you're going to hit backups around 56 West, and that continues all the way over to 215. That's from an earlier crash plus some icy conditions. Uh, but if you're taking I-15, it's a little early, but we have some slowdowns in the middle of the valley on going north on so slick conditions, and it's starting to build on South 15 and Kaysville as well. Amanda? All right. Thank you, Andy. Something is happening today in Southern California that has not happened in a very long time. Here in Southern California, admittedly, most people will tell you they're not accustomed to the snow. They don't know how to drive in it. Today, there is a blizzard warning for L.A. County, the first one in over 30 years. Snow moving in tonight from a cold storm out of Alaska. Low snow levels not seen since 2009 could have snow at the level of the Hollywood sign. The California Highway Patrol already warning mountain highways will close. If it is not safe for the motoring public to use those highways, we will shut them down. Drivers are being told to fill up their gas tanks and bring food and water in their cars in case they get stuck. Alex Stone, ABC News in L.A. County. The war in Ukraine. Special coverage on KSL News Radio. Russia's invasion of Ukraine started one year ago today. This was President Biden's reaction at the time. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. This morning, ABC's Patrick Revel is in Kyiv, where he was one year ago as missiles started hitting the capital city. I was here on the day of the invasion a year ago, and since then, you know, Ukrainian morale has always been this fierce determination to throw the Russians back. And with the battlefield successes that they've had, it's only really grown. And your know, polls show that the majority of Ukrainians believe that Ukraine will defeat Russia in the long run. They say that this is a decisive period of the war. They're preparing for a counteroffensive in the spring, and they say that if they would continue to receive Western weapons. They believe they can liberate their territory and inflict a true defeat on Russia. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the economic sanctions on Russia are working. Russia is suffering in terms of its budget and its ability to um, acquire what it needs. Yellen is meeting with other G20 economic ministers in India on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. She says Russian oil prices have dropped, leading to a significant loss in revenue. 
Senator Mike Lee this morning calling for a slowdown in U.S. support for Ukraine until NATO allies pay more. Before we give another dime, before we give another penny, they they should make sure that, number one, they bring up their defense spending so that it mm-hmm. equals or exceeds 2% of their GDP. Number two, they need to spend the same percentage of their GDP on the Ukraine conflict as the United States did in 2022. Right. It's not too much to ask. Senator Lee tells Fox News he differs from Senator Romney, who is advocating for ongoing Ukraine support and has pushed for the U.S. to send fighter jets to the ally. The Biden administration says it is deeply concerned by the latest surge of violence between Israel and the Palestinians. Rocket fire from Gaza overnight and an apparent revenge attack for the Israeli military arrest raid Wednesday in the West Bank that killed 11 Palestinians, including six claimed by militants and at least three civilians. Militants in the Strip firing six rockets on southern Israel. The IDF says all but one shot down by the Iron Dome. Israel then responding with airstrikes on Hamas targets in central and northern Gaza. No injuries on either side of the border. Israel keeping its police and army on high alert as more reprisal attacks from Palestinians are expected following the deadly West Bank raid. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. Tragedy in central Florida after sheriff's deputies say three people were killed in a shooting spree, including a nine-year-old girl and a Spectrum News journalist covering one of the initial shootings. 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses is now charged with those killings. Authorities say Moses has a lengthy criminal history that includes aggravated battery, assault with a deadly weapon, and gun charges. Meanwhile, Spectrum News releasing a statement overnight saying, We are deeply saddened by the loss of our colleague and the other lives senselessly taken today. This is a terrible tragedy for the Orlando community. ABC's Andrew Dimbert reports that authorities say they don't know the motive yet for the slings. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.